You are listening to On Loop with me, Chase Williams. Occasionally, our lives can feel like a movie. Sometimes they're melancholy like Garden State. Sometimes they're comical like Superbad. And sometimes they're objectively bad like Moulin Rouge. But sometimes they're romantic. And those are often the best ones. Today, we're talking to Molly. Straight out of Austin, Texas, Molly can do it all. Wife, mom, and professional in the tech industry. When she said tech, I thought she meant robots but was let down when I found out it was mobile applications. Where are you from originally? So I am Columbia, Maryland, born and raised, but I've actually moved around quite a bit. So I moved, I lived in the same house, you know, basically from zero to 18. And then I went off to college in DC. And from DC, that's when I really started moving around a lot. Uh, I basically went up, down, and then up the East Coast down to North Carolina, Virginia, back to DC for a while, and then up to Boston, where I met my husband. And then I lived there for about five years, we moved out to California, and then we moved to Austin. So I've kind of been all around, all over the place. I miss Chicago somehow, which pisses me off. Chicago, the land of hot dogs, Kanye West, and wind. And only one of those things is crazy. But hey, You can't blame wind for being wind. Molly sure had lived in a lot of different places. And to be honest, I couldn't follow a single one, she said. But it did sound like a lot of driving, which meant there were lots of opportunities for road trip mixes. And with that, I asked Molly about her mix. So actually, this is a story that was from my early 20s. Um, I had just moved down to Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, after going to school in DC and I made the, the wonderful learning experience mistake of moving in with my boyfriend from college. Um, we lived in an apartment complex and it, and you know, it was just one of those things where as we lived together, I kind of knew that he probably wasn't the one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but within that apartment complex, I actually made a really, really good friend and he was a little bit older, kind of like okay. my, my he, older brother. He like, was a really, really good friend. Okay. Uh, yes. I, yeah. I think so, I might see where this is going. Yeah. So this, <laughs> it's, it's a very, it's a very interesting story because it's one that I feel like ended up influencing a lot of my decisions later on in life. So essentially, you know, I was kind of caught in this stagnant relationship where I wasn't, I wasn't being treated very nicely or, you know, just being, you know, it it just wasn't a, a healthy relationship. And of course I wasn't really looking at it with that, um, objective perspective because I had already been in it for about three years. But when, uh, I won't use his real name, (laughs) (laughs) but when I met Randy, it was a very special friendship and there was never, you know, never any cheating, never anything like that. But he was just a person who really opened my eyes to how I, how I wanted to be treated. Randy is not a very good code name. 
If someone were telling a story about me, and they used a codename, I would hope they'd choose something like Nighthawk. So I'll do the same favor for Randy. Nighthawk and Molly developed a close relationship, but only as friends. While Molly's bummer of a boyfriend was probably rocking out to Hoobastank and Puddle of Mud, Nighthawk and Molly found shared interests. I would go running with him. He was my running buddy. Uh, we played soccer together. And so we had a lot in common. But, um, you know, we also shared a similar taste in music. This goes on for probably, I don't know, a year. And, uh, and eventually, Randy gets a job offer in Charlotte. So he's all, you know, set to move. And before he leaves, he sends me this email that is essentially, you know, a confession. Molly no longer has the email from Nighthawk, which I find highly suspect as she is in tech and search bars are prevalent. But she described it as something that changed her perspective on love. And so he, you know, kind of put it all out there for me. And then we met up right before he moved to Charlotte and, he, and that's when he gave me the CD. Um, and so it, we had talked about a lot of these songs before and just how meaningful they were. But the funny thing was, is when he was talking about all of these songs, he was actually essentially telling me how he felt. Oh, smooth. It was, it, it actually was really pretty damn smooth. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, I, of course, I, I absolutely loved that CD. And I, and I told you how it met its demise. I do know how it met its demise. But because it doesn't fit within my narrative structure, you'll have to wait until later. The details of Molly's mix are on their way. But I couldn't move on until Molly told me about how she got the CD from Nighthawk. You got to explain this to me because right now I'm just envisioning Randy coming up to you in the rain and handing you this mix and saying, I got to go. So <laughs> this is, how did this how did this handoff happen here? So I remember that really well, too. Um, he had sent me the email probably the day before. And of course, I'm digesting all of this information. It's kind of rocking my world, blowing my mind, making me doubt a whole lot of things. And yet believe a whole lot of things at the same time so the next day you know I, I call him up and I was just like hey you know I, I'm, I was hoping to see you before you left and so we met up at one of the parks where we used to you know go running a lot and we just sat down at a picnic table there was like a a roof. It was starting to rain. It, so, yes, it was raining. There was rain. <laughs> there was rain. I knew it. There was <laughs> rain all along. I can see it so clearly in my mind. And, um, you know, it, it was it was just one of those things where he was like, you know, I don't I don't really want to talk about the email because I respect you as a person. And I respect the fact that you're you're not going to like, you know, cheat or do whatever I'm just asking you to think about it and I just want to give you this before I leave and so that was basically the the exchange this story was getting very John Cusack-esque while the similarities to Hot Tub Time Machine 2 were too much to deny saying anything's classic boombox scene in the rain seems appropriate too Molly drove her car home in silence not able to bring herself to listen to the CD she knew Nighthawk, a.k.a. Randy, 
had put his heart on that disc, and she wasn't prepared for more tears. It wasn't until the following day, on the way to work, that she finally put it in. Do you remember the first song that was on that disc? Yes. What was it? It was um, Wave on Wave by Pat Green, followed by Three Days, also by Pat Green. And then after that, it was uh, Moving On by Rascal Flatts, followed by Then I Did, also by Rascal Flatts, Old Blue Chair by Kenny Chesney, and I Go Back, also by Kenny Chesney. So there was, I know for sure there there was actually one Dixie Chicks song peppered in there, and it was <laughs> Cowboy Take Me Away. Oh yeah, Molly just dropped a country mix. Didn't see that one coming from someone so far away from the country western belt. But as someone who grew up in Texas and lived off country for a long period of his life, I feel uniquely qualified to comment on this one. I won't go too deep into each track, but I will give you the overall feel of the mix, and at the end, I'll go a little bit deeper into one of them. Randy started out the mix with Pat Green. Pat Green was one of the pioneers of the movement called Texas Country, which is code for music created to sell Bud Light and get college kids drunk. It is not good, but it was sentimental to Randy, so I'll allow it. Randy really started spilling his guts with Rascal Flats, though. While they catch a lot of hell these days, Rascal Flats put together some tear triggers back in the day, and Randy picked the best to tell his story, particularly with the song Then I Did, and I'll come back to that in a bit. Old Blue Chair by Kenny Chesney is fine. It's a deeper cut from all his hits, so I imagine it was another This Is One Of Our Songs song. I Go Back, however, is a country staple that's nostalgic, but in a way that's not as sad as most country songs. Cowboy Take Me Away by the Dixie Chicks. What can I say? It's one of those girls sing at the top of your lungs songs. Not my cup of tea, but I'm not the audience. We won't even get to the fall from grace that the Dixie Chicks took when they spoke out against President Bush back in the day. Surprise, it wasn't good. So let's circle back to Then I Did by Rascal Flatts. Pretty much every single lyric in this song is telling the story of Randy and Molly. I would read you all the lyrics, but really, all you need to hear is this. You've been waiting all your life for a break like this. It's your chance of a lifetime, I just know it is. You gotta go and find these dreams is the last thing that you said. And then I did. This podcast is brought to you by, well, me. If you would like to be a guest on the show, email me at onlooppodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's onlooppodcast at gmail.com. All right, back to the show. Randy had put it all out there, track by track. Some songs sparked shared memories, while others were just raw emotion that he couldn't tell Molly in any other way. The songs were definitely about having to deal with very strong feelings and transitions, maybe a hint of regret, but, you know, I, I, and I, but I think also they, they spoke very much about, okay, this is no matter what direction our lives go in or where I go, where you go, 
we're still going to have this time to, you know, reflect upon and, and think about and influence, you know, wherever we do go. And, uh, and it did. I mean, and there, there are many different things that I remember with, you know, various degrees of detail, but, um, the time that I spent with him and then, you know, those, those moments of, I, I mean, I have never had anyone just lay it out there for me like that. Pure, like raw emotion, totally just putting it out there. I, I just, I've, I never had experienced something like that before. And it was pretty amazing. This mixed style is one of my personal favorites. Randy went with the storytelling style. While he included the country music they both shared, he used the lyrics to express himself. From beginning to end, he set up the love letter he wanted to write in the music. Randy left Molly with the mix and hoped for the best, but Molly didn't respond right away. Eventually, obviously, that shitty relationship ended. Um, And, you know, when it did, he was one of the first people I called and, you know, told him about it. And by then we were, you know, doing our own thing, living in different places. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it was just interesting because that was really my first opportunity to say, hey, you know, the things, the things that you said, um, you know, the, the kind of support that you have always given and friendship you provided, that's, that's something that I um, don't take lightly. And, uh, and I'm hoping that, you know, when I do finally find the right person, that all of those things are, are going to be real. And, and that's just, that it's, the bar has been set. So I can tell you, as, as a male who is also emotional, mm-hmm. <laughs> that when you told Randy that, it made him so excited and then so sad like immediately it just broke (laughs) his heart again that is yep wonderful and rough i mean just randy if we ever meet i'm buying you a whiskey and giving you a hug i wouldn't be shocked if randy didn't spend the next month really getting into emo no shame buddy Molly dropped the hint earlier, but the time is right for Molly to tell you the true end to the mix of heartbreak. Oh my god. This was the worst. Um, okay, so <laughs> my husband Jim was being very, very kind by cleaning out my car, detailing it, making it all nice, washing the outside, vacuuming, all that. Um, and I actually had this small collection of CDs still in my car that I would just keep and, you know, throw in there when I didn't feel like dealing with the radio or my phone or whatever. But I had this small little case, kept it in my car. And as he was cleaning my car, he took it out because he didn't want to get any chemicals on it, put it on top of my car, but it was so small that it... um it like, you know, you couldn't see it hanging off of my car or anything. It's an SUV. And so I drove off. And when you turn out of our neighborhood, it's immediately a, a big high speed road. 
So, of course, it flies off, and I don't even know it until I'm looking for something later. And I'm like, where did that go? And so I, I, I come in, I'm like, hey, when you were cleaning my car, did you find my, did you see my CDs? Because I can't find them. And he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, then I, and then I looked at him, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and so, of course... <laughs> I saw I I saw the remnants. I mean, like oh. it, it was just like shiny little shards of bro- Randy's broken heart. heart. Um, yeah. So and and it was unfortunate because I had like all of my all of my you know old standbys in there. Mm-hmm. So including this one. So yeah. I, uh, at least it's, at least I have it in my head, but still it, it kind of, that was, that was tough. (laughs) Little gold shards of a relationship that never was. It's almost poetic in a way. Randy leaves the mix with Molly and drives away. Molly responds by driving away and destroying the mix. And scene. That ending is pretty sad. I'm no film director, but I know a good story when I see one. So without further ado, I present to you Chase's Director's Cut. You had the, the the CD that Randy gave you, and then, you know, you got a new car, and you packed it up in a box and put it in the attic, and then years later, on Christmas, your grandkids find it, and I'm like, Grandma, what is this CD? And then this entire story comes out, and then Randy just shows up at your door. That's probably how this should have ended. (sighs) Yeah, yeah, I like that better. While my ending is arguably the end to the greatest story ever told, life just doesn't seem to have that love actually finale. And yes, I was going to add cue cards. The movie ending rarely mimics real life, and this is no special case. Once Molly was out of her relationship, she went on to pursue new things. It wasn't until a little over three years later that Molly and Randy met face to face after that day in the rain. Molly was single, and she never forgot the sweet things Randy did for her. After all these years, Molly was finally free, and Randy was in a long-term committed relationship. Unfortunately, Molly and Randy never got the timing right, but to this day, they still remain friends. You know, I actually spoke with him about two or three weeks ago um and it was a very interesting conversation because um he had actually been he had just moved in with a a girlfriend and you know had been telling me about her and 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 all of that we uh, with that whole harry met sally thing women (laughs) and men can be friends we are definitely friends he was, you know, he was recently telling me that they had broken up and I was very surprised because I thought, you know, they were moving in together. Things seemed like they were progressing. Um, but, and this is just almost creepy. He was telling me that he felt like she just couldn't grow up. And, you know, he was like, oh, you know, she would just drink all the time and she would smoke cigarettes, which I hate cigarettes. We both hate cigarettes. Like, that's just a thing. We just absolutely hate them. Um, 
and you know she just didn't have the lifestyle that I respect and I just felt like you know I'm ready to move on and you know get to the next level of my life and she's you know still acting like she's in her mid-20s and so it was interesting because he actually kind of experienced the same thing that I had long ago now which unfortunately is worse timing um but having that conversation I was like hey you you know you remember you remember my ex and how he would do those things and it would upset me and just like you know bother me to my core this sounds like it just happened to you and he was like yeah it's it's actually the exact same thing and it sucks so while Molly and Randy will never be their memories are forever Randy's mix may have not gotten him the girl but maybe it did something better it showed Molly that she had value and deserved true love it renewed her hope for something better and it teed up an extraordinary life down the road it was just one of those things that was a very it was just very special and you know we never were still really really good friends but obviously you know we both moved on different lives we haven't seen each other for probably over a decade um but it was just one of those things where no matter what happens in my life going forward, I'll always have that to carry with me. On Loop is recorded, edited, and produced by yours truly, Chase Williams. Special thanks to our guest, Molly. Our theme music is by John Worthy and the Bins. Additional music by Poddington Bear. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, email me at onlooppodcast at gmail.com. That's onlooppodcast at gmail.com. See you next time. <laughs>